Hello, hello, OdaFest listeners. It is I, Angelo, along with <gasps> Jay and Nancy. No way. And I have some news and announcements for you. What? Isn't that exciting? Shocking. As Calgary's largest nonprofit fandom convention, OdaFest provides fans of all ages with geeky interests a friendly place where they feel like they belong. While we may not be able to provide a physical place for fans to get together and celebrate those common interests this year, we are thrilled to offer an online alternative. OdaFest 2021, a live streamed event. With interactive programming from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., OdaFest 2021. Odafest 2021 will be a safe, fun, and exciting convention experience unlike any we've hosted before. More information will be announced over the next few months, so keep an eye out for a sneak peek into this year's features and programming. Lovers, I hope you can join us this year as we embark upon a brand new adventure. My god. It's happening! I'm glad that something is happening this year. Last year was depressing right? without Odafest. Last yeah. year was just very hollow. It felt for, like so uh, much for, was for missing. A lot of, yeah, there's like there's a lack of like obvious like community, and there's a lack of um, for me like there's also like a lack of creative uh, uh, projects to work on and sort of like things that are fulfilling. Um, but yeah, we're working on that. We can't talk about it too much, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Just because things are still in motion for planning and but we like we said there will be some mini announcements of sorts about what you can expect um, and we're working hard at it and it's only my god now it feels like a real con it's only three months away oh my god <laughs> I was gonna ask Don't if it's still me. happening in May and okay I guess it is. I'm pretty. Yes, I think I, it is. I believe it is. I believe it's over our usual time slot of Victoria long long weekend. Yeah. Right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And this does not preclude any. Like, I know we didn't get to do too too much, but we're still sort like. It's important to remember that we're not a production company at heart. We're and we're an event organizer, but we're not like. You know. We don't have like pro level cameras everywhere with pro level lighting and backgrounds and everything like that. Um, so it's taken us a while to get us to a comfortable position where we feel like we can provide those things. Um, and hopefully that means we can commit to doing some more online things throughout the year. Um, of course, that's not a promise, but this is a big part into sort of stretching out and seeing just what we can accomplish. So we can prov- we can implement that into future projects too. Mm-hmm. I really feel yeah. like if we get this done right, uh, offering online content like just being there for the people, for all the lovely weebs that we've got out there, it'll be nice. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been trying to do as like an overall project for years. Because like. I don't know if people really remember it, but there was a Twitch channel that we had that oh, we had I remember. going. But um, we tried to keep that active, but unfortunately, it was uh, logistically very difficult to do so, and it was difficult to ask of people to do to keep it up. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have obviously the podcast going, and there is. I would argue that the podcast has been very successful in existing. We definitely exist, like. 
every I week. Heard, <laughs> I heard that we've we've exceeded a previous record in terms of uh, podcast like uploads. It's been an interesting time. Really? Yeah. Nice. Apparently yeah. we've exceeded, uh, what is it, uh, the free tier for whatever uh, system we're on, which I don't want to, I don't want to drop names. I know what it is, but I don't want to like drop uh, product naming. People, so. <laughs> people are taking up our bandwidth. God damn it. And, I mean, wait, that's a like, good thing. Nice. It's cool because I, I think that's sort of one of those things where it's like all the, all the hard work we put into it's kind of paying off and it's kind of nice to, to know yeah. It's it's troubling from a back end perspective, not like troubling, <laughs> troubling, but like oh, it's like oh, we like we're, we're still small, we're still very like an in, very much like an indie and niche sort of um, podcast, obviously. But I still feel like you know it's nice to know that there's growth, and it's nice to know that maybe we're reaching out to audiences that um, could really use a little bit more of their local cons content, and in times that you know there's not a lot going. Um, oh. Actually, speaking to that, and something I found kind of cool, um, as you might know, February, uh, uh, I guess mostly in the U.S., but you know, it bleeds over to here, is like Black History Month, and I believe during the first week of February, I was seeing a lot of like uh, posts on Twitter, uh, especially about like black cosplay, and they were doing like black cosplay exhibitions and shows, and like maybe even contests, depending on where they were sort of submitting their posts to i thought that was pretty cool nice just like the the community provides content for itself yeah you know yeah yeah i saw some really cool stuff uh pretty awesome yeah i don't want to get into like the political part of it but i think that cosplay is just cosplay and honestly if it looks pretty cool i will support Mm -hmm. it every time every single time good cosplay is good cosplay yes oh absolutely and you can even uh, argue that uh, bad cosplay is still a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> that is also true. very true. Actually, Iron Cosplay at, uh, at Odafest is one of my favorite panels, always. Iron Cosplay mm. is just one of the best things uh, that I think anyone can participate in, even if you're not a cosplayer, because God knows I'm not a it's cosplayer. It's really where you see the most imagination come out of people, and I just love that. Yes. Yeah, I love I love the um, panic induced inspiration that happens when you have like during it. Ten it's minutes, so good. and you see everyone yeah. go. Ah! <laughs> Hell yeah! Totes. Yeah, my favorite is when um, it's not really like costume uh, specific, but when they when uh, people like groups go out of their way to make props too. Oh yeah, you you don't know what they're gonna go for because like you're limited by the human form but props props are at the next level absolutely oh oh you know what else is the next level samyang bulldog super spicy fire noodles ah ah fire noodles i haven't had those in so long but i loved it um we've made those for for bento bonsai yeah nice oh yeah Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know uh, that. Last week, I saw a uh, permanently banned Odafest uh, cosplayer message redacted. Uh, post some can't on even, Twitter. No, no, you're going to have to redact that. You're going to have to be like, he who cannot be named. He who cannot be <laughs> named. Can we use blips? Can we just blip the name out? Beep. Permanently, <laughs> Permanently banned cosplayer. Beep. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Permanently banned. <laughs> Message redacted. Anyway, you were saying. So, message redacted, uh, posted <laughs> some fire noodles on twi- on uh, Twitter about how afraid they were of these noodles. And I was like, man, these look wonderful. I'm, I I looked it up online and there were like 8,000 or 9,000 scovels apparently. So, it's like, so I was expecting like a, a really angry jalapeno. But yeah. uh, uh-huh. I saw them in co-op the other day. And so I was like, "Yeah, I'll pick Co-op those." Co-op had them. Yeah, yeah they're fairly they're fairly ubiquitous. You can find them in you can find them in most grocery stores now. Dude, the last time I had to like last time I wanted to have fire noodles, I had to specifically go to Korean grocery stores to find it. I don't know. I I just found them at Co-op in the international aisle, and I was like, you know what? What a find? I'm going to I'm going to try those because I like spicy things. And so last night, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit hungry. I'm going to go for some fire noodles. And uh, so I unpacked them, and they were like your your regular kind of instant noodles, but they looked nice and thick. And there were like two packets mm-hmm. in them, and one packet was like sesame seeds and like little seaweed bits. And I was like, oh, oh, this mm-hmm. is fancy. And then instead mm. of like that powdered stuff, it's actually like like a, a gooey sauce An in the other packet. packet. And so like yeah. I squeezed that out on the noodles, and like I, I just threw them in the microwave to get them going. But there was still sauce left in the in the in the packet, and I was like, "Do do I dare? Do I try it?" So like, I got some on my finger and tasted it, and I was like, "Wait, this is amazing!" And so I like sucked out all the contents of the package. It was so good. <laughs> wow! And like the the instant noodles themselves, once they were cooked, they were like they were like thick. They were like toothsome. Like they were spicy, uh, just like I expected. It was. A particularly angry jalapeno level of spice, like like one of the spicier jalapenos you could possibly get. Nothing I couldn't handle. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Absolutely my favorite instant noodles now. So Jay, I don't know about you, but like almost every other Asian I've I've known, they have like a grading scale for brands of of instant noodles. It's like there's the mm-hmm. stuff that sits at the bottom that's kind of like the I will reach for this if I have to and it's the cheapest stuff out there. Yeah, that's And like then mama. there's like yeah, and then there's like uh mid-tier and then there's like the higher tier stuff. Right. Mid-tier think... is always going to be like Ichiban, like it's it's that most average yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, or like uh Nissan? Nissan's okay. Nissan is the one who makes Ichiban. Back when I was yeah. uh, in college, I used to have Mr. Noodles a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Mr. Noodles they is fine. below. They, they is were below. like the absolute bottom tier, I it's find. Yep. Uh, Pretty much. And I don't know what happened. Like sometime, like a couple years after college, I tried them again. And I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? Is this seasoning <laughs> packet? There's like three <laughs> grains of whatever the fuck in there. It, are, are they all like this? And I, I kept opening them up. And it's like, yeah. The seasoning packet basically leaves me with pure fucking water. I think I, I think I get dirtier water from my fucking Brita than the the broth that this <laughs> <laughs> seasoning packet gives you. Yeah. I feel like Angel. This was the point in Angelo's like palate development where he finally was like, "Oh, I'm developing real taste buds as an adolescent." And like, so like Ichiban is like the bare minimum of what I will tolerate for instant noodles. So. To talk about that, like like the the, the, the sort of ranking and and mm-hmm. grading of of noodles, mm-hmm. I never had uh, any instant ramen when I was in Japan. 
which seems like a mistake now. Like I should have just made some <laughs> while at the place, like like bought some from the convenience store and made them at the um, place I was staying. But I don't really worry about that too much. I generally like Korean packaging, like Korean style ramyeon more than I like oh, ramen. Oh, Shin ramyeon. Uh, ramen mm. is good, but I I grew up on that stuff. It's very similar to uh, like Chinese instant uh, noodles. It's not really like a, a like a big stretch to call them pretty much the same. Uh, ramyeon, however, is usually thicker. Uh, yeah. Toothsome being the word that Angelo toothsome. has used, and I am stealing Indeed. now. It's a good uh, word. <laughs> I like their seasoning packaging more. Um, mm-hmm. mainly, like I also like their mixed noodles more. I, I do uh-huh. love a good mixed noodle as opposed to a soup noodle, and I always like a jjangmyeon uh, more. Um, and yeah, like generally speaking, if you think that all instant noodle is the same, you are incorrect That's, and yes. you should probably try the korean stuff uh they just come out better and have better seasoning have uh it's not any harder to make they just it's still as easy oh absolutely forever, but it's just tastier and you feel like you're actually having something of substance instead of here's the thing we still for groceries every now and then, maybe every few months, we will buy like a, a, a thing of like ramen. Just as like, hey, you know, you need a snack, go 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 get make some ra- some ramen. And I will sometimes still do the thing where I crush up the dry noodles, yeah, and then I just use a seasoning pack to oh, make like the little snacky yeah. noodles, right? Oh, I do bits. that. But I would never do that with the Korean ramen. I think you would stab yourself in the cheek. I, I feel like the noodles true. are too thick for that. <laughs> but I don't think they're they're not snacking noodles. They are meal noodles. Oh yeah, absolutely. is what ramyun is. Absolutely. So. Like it but was. Yeah. It was so filling so, to the point where I actually didn't even finish off all of the broth. Like there was a yeah. quarter wow. of broth just sitting left in the bowl. But I was huh. just satisfied. But what I want to try next time I make it is do more of a stovetop method, uh, and like fry off most of the the water. Uh, boil off most of the water, I should say, and then so I get more of like concentrated flavor. Yeah, yeah. So all the mm. all the sauce add, is on the noodles. Add chicken and add cheese. I've got some leftover or, chicken. I like cheese. Sometimes I like to just poach an egg in the broth. Yeah, I do that. That's, uh, actually, that's I don't really poach good. Eggs. I fry no. eggs. I fry eggs every time because I I, I like the crisp. The crisp. That's fair. A lot of people like crispy eggs, but I like, like, if I'm going to be making something like that, I like doing it in the broth. It just soaks up all that extra, you know, MSG goodness. I I feel like I haven't done that in the past just because I find that, like, instant ramen isn't worth adding the extra cost of an egg. Like, it's, it's, it's such a cheap meal that adding the extra 50 cents worth of ingredient doesn't justify it. But you know Here's, who else justifies the extra 50 cents of ingredients? I was going to say, I was going to say, before uh-huh. we get there, but very close to it, is there, do you feel weird about paying extra for something that is supposed to be cheap? Yes. Yes? When I because see Ichiban like, for over a dollar, I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. I, I'm not that's that stupid, dumb. and I would be stupid for buying it. <laughs> I refuse to pay over a dollar for Ichiban. 
Yeah, it's that's like, like a, that's like going to a cafe and they literally serve you instant noodles, but they're charging yeah. you like five dollars for it. That Why? Would be insanity. I would slap that those would noodles in the face. So imagine something that's expensive and then it's more expensive. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Let's let's so, get Jay, into some tech you, chat. How much did you and Bayfar spend for your uh, VR setup? I mean, it's not my VR setup. It's still Bayfar's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how uh, much was spent? I think he got it secondhand, which came, the price is low. I think he got it for five or six. Yeah. That's that's basically what I paid for mine, too. Because uh-huh. I just bought a used Vive. Yeah, you Vive. got yours secondhand. Yeah. I, I bought a used Vive. Yeah. We talked uh, about this last year. And yeah. so Apple is like, wow, wow. These motherfuckers out here are only willing to spend $500 redos Canadian. Let's try, let's what, try what sextupling that. Six times more American. Mm. <laughs> the way that you said it could be interpreted as it's let's get some hot dogs and some guns and steaks up with this VR headset it comes with oppression and a bald eagle yikes <laughs> yikes alright so anyway I am not shy about my opinion that Apple stuff is usually really nicely put together it's just not worth the extra markup that like in my personal opinion is not worth the extra that they charge on top for the branding for the you know all that stuff six times more for a vr headset sounds a little excessive to be fair it's twice as expensive as a brand new uh, valve index so to put it into perspective uh, you could only buy two Valve Indexes, one of the best VR headsets on the market, for the price of this, for the rumored price of this rumored Apple VR headset. Yeah, the I'm looking at a little like, too other rich VR for my blood. Headset prices, like the HTC Vive Pro, is about two grand Canadian. Uh, the Oculus Rift, no, not the Oculus Rift. What am I saying? The Oculus Quest Two is about $400. Pretty good price, I would you say. You have to keep in mind, that's an American mm. price. So once it comes to Canada, yeah. you're looking like thirty-five, thirty-eight, or $4,000. Potentially. Hooray. I mean, here's the thing with uh, Apple things as well, is they, in the last five to ten years, which is a pretty big span, but I, I feel like they didn't used to do this, even though I've never been a super loyal Apple customer, they have been they, they they make a lot of variant uh products so they'll have one that is like this model and then the pro level they'll make this one with this capacity and then the next capacity they'll make this one with the fancy thing and this one without the fancy thing and so that's going to var- that's going to give you another $150 from, $250 in difference you know from what i've read uh they are working very hard to try to justify that price point. Like, the rumor mm-hmm. right now is to have two, two 8K displays in the headset, which is mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers. Uh, the, the other rumor going around is that they're going to develop some more of their in-house silicon, uh, supposedly even more powerful than their M1 processor, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, is an extremely... It's good stuff. 
good processor. I like to criticize Apple. I, I, I love to criticize Apple. And for me to say <laughs> that they actually did something fucking good uh, scares me. Uh, mm. <laughs> they're mm. supposedly trying to make it much thinner, lighter, closer to your face. Supposedly they have uh, interchangeable headbands. So kind of like how your Apple Watch has interchangeable wristbands. They're going to have yep. stylish fucking headbands. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the are. thing. That's the other thing. It's it's good. They're going to try to make you look good while you're doing well, stupid yeah. stuff. It's going to it's... be supposedly built for VR, but with very mm-hmm. strong AR capabilities. Uh, yep. They're saying like the, the fact that there's actual numbers attached to these rumors is kind of crazy. They're supposedly going to have like 12 exterior cameras uh, specifically for hand tracking. Yep. They're going to have a bunch of uh, depth sensors or, or just uh, different sensors to get your room layout. Yep. Like it is uh, crazy. Crazy. A lot of, a lot of spatial recognition tech. Um, the biggest one to me is, and something that I've already asked for i guess in a hypothetical vr headset which is uh hand recognition um the understanding that you know you you have external cameras that sense your hand movements and yeah you're gonna have to hold them a little higher than you would in real life because in real life you tend to keep your hands around your stomach like that's just the level that they sort of generally exist in that's where you pick up stuff unless you're raising it to your face you know but like in games if you played like a first-person game of any kind, whether it's a FPS or Skyrim or something, something like that, your hands are weirdly and uncomfortably high up, close to your head. Uh, oh yeah. They're, they're they're sort of at like a forty or like a, like a, around your neck, essentially in height. Yeah. Um. So you it's can weird. see your thumbs and fingers and then holding stuff, <laughs> but you would normally not do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But that being said, you will have to hold them there probably because so the game can see or the 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 tech can see your hands but on the other hand you won't have to wear like gloves and you won't have to do like the uh like pressing the buttons and stuff like you probably can do something like button wise controls wise within the game in terms of like your thumb taps your index finger and that's a type of control maybe that's okay that's pressing a for example and then you could do like other things like that where it's all gesture based you do have to be careful with that because obviously gestures can be mixed up which is why they're probably investing a lot of money into the camera system. I'm, it's going to be expensive, but I think it's a big step into making this whole VR. It's not, it's still a fad, I would call it. It's into making it something much more legitimate in terms of uh, being accessible to people who are not used to having games. Accessible. For one thing. At 3000 US dollars. Hey, yeah. Man. No, this is not about accessibility. No, this, this is isn't about, about having shiny toys. But Making it's about the, the ste- best. It's a step in the right direction for accessibility because other companies will have to follow suit, and not all of them will be charging three thousand dollars. So there's two things that this tells me, honestly. The fact that Apple is doing anything with VR at all actually strengthens my belief that VR is not actually just a fad uh if you asked me like three years ago yeah i I would have been telling you that oh it's it's gonna die in like two years just like 3d tvs or curved tvs or whatever the hell just like Uh, any of mm -hmm. uh, any of google's uh purported platforms (laughs) oh my god yeah can we talk about stadia next week (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah let's do that 
but after getting a Vive myself, it convinced me that VR is one of the futures of gaming. Uh, and by that I mean gaming does not have the future of gaming. Like, consoles are not the future of gaming. They're one of them. PC isn't the future of gaming. It's one of them. Uh, online online streaming services like Stadia, as much as I feel like Stadia is an absolute failure, because it is, it is one of the futures of gaming. I don't think it's going away. And right. VR, the same way. Apple doing something. They are a notoriously conservative company. They don't really like to enter into a brand new market. They like to enter into an established market and fucking dominate it. Right. So the fact that Apple is making a VR headset is just, to me, more evidence that VR is sticking around. I'm not saying that VR won't stick around. I'm just saying that at this point, it would still be a fad because it's not accessible to most and it's not the, the the software involved is not nearly at the quality of other things like this is something that we've beat as a dead horse i don't want to get into it but like it's just i it, it'd be hard pressed to say that we're at where we want to be with vr so this is again I'm... a step into a real possibility that development continued development and better products that will lead to more accessible products in the vr product space is actually possible if i had yeah, I to agree with that okay if i had to say that anyone is actively harming or slowing down vr i would say that it's facebook is the only person or only company i should say <laughs> no 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 in in the u.s remember in the u.s are companies are people uh facebook is the only entity that is really actively harming vr because they have what is arguably the best VR headset in the Oculus Quest. It's cheap. It is kind of good. You don't need anything else. Like, it is a consoleized, good VR headset. Mm -hmm. But you Uh, need to have a Facebook account to use it. And that's the thing. Until Facebook demonstrated that they were going to be actively harmful to their gaming environment with that, People were on the fence about, is is Facebook going to do anything? Because this is really good. This is good hardware. You can hook it up to a PC if you want to and use it like a traditional VR headset. You can use it as a standalone VR headset. The the Oculus Quest, until Facebook did all that bullshit, I would argue that it was the best one because it's good and cheap. Yeah, it was accessible. It was not like super accessible because I still think it's a lot of money, but you could you know, save up the for a little while console. and you could definitely afford one. Yeah. Like, I would never, ever spend $3,000 for a VR headset. Uh, I could be yeah, making $100,000 a year. Yeah, can you imagine buying a, a console for three grand? And I still wouldn't. Like, I couldn't imagine buying any gaming thing for more than three grand. That'd be stupid. Mr. Well, three grand is like, you, you what, spent that on your two and a card. half smartphones oh, about. right now? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Like, how many iPhones is it right now? Uh, many. Two to three. Yeah, it's like two and a half-ish smartphones. Like a flagship smartphone, I should clarify. But, but yeah. It, but it's we've still ha- a yes, lot but of we've money. We've had this, this discussion before where it's like yeah. a smartphone is a daily use object. Yes, you are right. You know, uh, it's uh, my computer, this expensive bitch. 
is <laughs> your a sweet, daily sweet use baby object. you mean is a daily use object i don't like spending thing money on things that i don't think i'll be using on the regular and also cost the mucho dineros yeah 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 That's i like... could just it's crazy yeah it is um I am though like to end to end this discussion on a positive note. I am actually quite excited to see what Apple's research department does with this because Apple's always been really big on HCI, human computer interaction. And VR is has always been the assumed space that HCI would eventually move into at a more, you know, commercialized level. So it's kind of nice that Apple's dumping the big dollars on doing this like i am very interested to see if they do move hci and the vr world into a very interesting direction or if it's just going to be one of those things where they're removing headphone jacks out of phones is it going to be you the know? apple newton or the apple pippin <laughs> i i Man, honestly i haven't heard that name in a while <laughs> i don't think it is i think apple at this point is smart enough to know that when they make a product, it's going to be successful uh, based on whatever level of success they intended to be. And at $3,000, they know exactly who they're selling to. I would say yes or no. Apple fanboyism isn't what it used to be. It's not. No? But I don't think they really rely on fanboyism anymore. Like, quite frankly... the. When Apple came out and said, yeah, we're making our own ARM notebooks, I thought that was the dumbest thing they could ever do. Uh, and then they actually came out, and I was like, wait, they did everything about this right from a user perspective. Not exactly a power user perspective, not from like a techie perspective like myself, but for their average users, they could use one of those M1 MacBooks and never even know or care that it's not an x86 CPU. Mm-hmm. Like Apple, as much as I don't like them, they kind of know what they're doing right now. And that's kind of why I'm interested to see where they take this. Yeah. That's it, why it's It is really an established space. Like there's already many competing models out there of varying degree of, you know, price point. And, you know, it's Apple, so we know they're going to be playing in the higher end of that, but... You know, I, I am interested to see what other things um, come out of this, whether it's different HCI patterns, whether it's actually like really cool tech, which I would love to see. Um, having something that's thinner, closer to your face, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ah, I don't know. I, I We'll see what it looks like. I don't know if. If anything else, like I said, it's, it'll be good for accessibility. We'll see if it's actually going to be worth what uh, they put into it. And one mm -hmm. of the big things is, like we've talked about with other platforms, is you have to develop for it. Yes. Yeah. Other games that develop for people having controllers, great. You've got Apple who doesn't want to have to do that. So, like, you know, having you hold controllers or whatever. So it's going to be a different approach for those programmers. And then... There's also the lack of general software for those existing VR headsets anyways. So where are we going to go with curious, that? I am curious what this will mean for games developers because um, 
Angelo, I don't know if you've ever had to develop anything for with like an Apple SDK, but you have to pay uh, to Mucho. have a license to even develop looked for into, a platform of theirs. I've looked into iOS development before and uh -huh. extremely quickly noped out of it. <laughs> okay. So you kind of know what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, honestly, when I say I don't like Apple, it's coming from very many different places. I, I, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like for, for a games developer, this could, this could make or break anything they work on. Cause if they choose to port an existing game to it, there's probably going to be a significant amount of work just to make it run on this hardware and, and actually play well Apple, with all of the features that will come with it. If we know anything about Apple, it won't play well with Unreal 4. Oh, geez, you're right. Okay. No Fortnite VR <laughs> on the Apple VR. Okay. <laughs> There's, they're Damn. a spiteful company. But you know Most what the companies. opposite of spite is? Valentine's no. Day. That's not true. That's not true <laughs> at all. You're right. I was just trying to make a segue. Like, at first uh, I was thinking, it's like, oh, oh, uh, Nancy just said, oh, that, yeah, that's a good thing. And I was going to mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know what else is good? Mm -mm. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Having an entire mouthful no. of those cinnamon hearts. Ooh, cinnamon that's hearts. That's not, that's absolutely not true. I, I, I like love cinnamon, cinnamon hearts. hearts. I know, I know cinnamon I hearts are like a very them. divisive thing, but I actually I like them. I would put them in my mouth, yes, but to say that I love them would be <laughs> quite the stretch. I don't think there's any, other than chocolate, there is no, and, and like a good dinner, there's nothing like particularly good about like Valentine's treats. I don't think there's a, Valent like, like, Easter, a lot of them like are the, way Easter, too you get like the, 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 what do you call it? The caramel eggs or the, the ones with the, the Cadbury, oh, the eggs. Cadbury, Cadbury eggs. eggs, right? The cream eggs. Oh, the mini eggs are so good. I love uh, those. The mini eggs are just, I don't know what is in that chocolate, but they're addictive. It's crack. It's a little crack. I once found, <laughs> I once found a dark chocolate version of mini eggs and yeah, those were my favorite thing oh for my that whole God. season. But I just, I so don't good. really, um, get cinnamon hearts i don't like the stupid little um message hearts either like i guess they're cute mm -hmm. okay the message hearts but, the hearts with words on them they taste awful i would yes. actively are... throw them in the garbage but they're cute as hell yeah. they're yeah, yeah but why can't like, we make them taste better <laughs> because i don't they, know but like I don't so know. those are is there actually a name for that type of candy like the the chalky like i think they're just called candy hearts well, no, but like that that format, because like rockets are the same thing, arguably significantly better tasting, Compressed but it's like rockets are the sugar. same thing, I guess. Anyway, I, I actually really like those kinds of candies, but you're right. The hearts taste the worst out of all of them. They literally taste like chalk or clay. I think they, they might actually be chalk. I would not be surprised. But, but uh, like, you know how there's ones that actually turn kind of like bubbly, like they fizz in your mouth? Those ones are fine. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those ones are great. Those ones are fun. Um, rockets in general are just sugar. So I, I do I mean, not like rockets. Every Halloween where I would like be picking rockets out of my uh, Halloween bag, the candy bag, I'd be like, who, who gave, who did this to, there'd be like half the bag and half of them would be like rockets. And I was like... Who hurt wow. you? Who did this? Rockets Why, are usually the rarest thing I got. To buy rockets and actually give them to children. How, under what circumstance? And yeah. So I actually have a very long 
uh, history of not liking rockets. That's fire. Do we have American listeners? For any American listeners out there, you guys call them Smarties. But up here in Canada, Smarties are something completely different. Smarties are like... They're M&M's, but without the M printed on them. Cheap M&M's. They're not good M&M's. They're cheap M&M's. I like M&M's more than... Chinese New Year is also coming up. Oh, Chinese New Year. Chinese, Chinese. Well, I say Chinese New Year because I grew up. It used to be Chinese New Year, and now it's Lunar New Year. I'm old, and I'm gonna keep on calling it Chinese New Year because I'm also Chinese. So ha. Um, Imagine <laughs> calling Chinese New Year Chinese New Year because you're Chinese. How dare you? Imagine. Me. <laughs> um, it's Year of the Ox coming up, right? Yeah. 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 Chinese Chinese New Year also has some decent candies. Like there's a lot of like like, it's very food like Chinese and Asian um, celebrations are very food centric anyways. But very I would say like, yeah, they have some nice little treats and candies and stuff. There's the there's the what is it? The light is it the lychee one? The little you know, the one in the red packaging that like it has like a it's a hard candy that has like little stripe texturing. I think it's like supposed to be lychee. And then it's got like a lychee syrup or something like that. I don't actually know what that one is. I don't but know what tasty. it is either, but it's but like you know mildly fruity, about. a little bit creamy. Everyone knows what you're talking about because it's always the candy that comes in the red and gold foil packaging. Yeah. This is oh, tasty. my. Uh, it's, anyway, those are good. Um, what else? My mom usually makes lean go and uh, um, um, the other one with like the the white carrots in it, the daikon in it. The radish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Radish yeah, cake? Yeah. yeah, that one. So usually yeah. there's there's like a variety of foods that that are made and they are the names of the foods make them significant because they're puns for things that are supposed to be like good fortune or good luck, luck or fortune, things yeah. like that for the new year. That's so, wonderful. Uh, that is basically is my by favorite. the way like if you don't know like Chinese like tra- the traditional the most traditional form of humor in Chinese is, is puns. pun play. Wow, is pun play. I did not know that at all. It, uh, it's because so, we have so many homophones, uh, yeah, so we like do. words that sound the same, mm-hmm. like um, that one poem that's all just made up of different variations of she. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, but so yeah, uh, earlier I mentioned lean go, and that one is like a very sweet, uh, involves coconut milk. It's almost like a gelatinous. Uh, I'm gonna call it a cake, but it's like a very inaccurate uh, translation of the name. But it's kind of this. Thing that you fry like you fry it in a pan yep. thin slices of it uh with egg and it turns into this lovely delightful gooey pudding but oh the my. reason people like to eat it for new year's is because lean go is the same sound as every year grow taller oh my yeah. and that is that is like you know one for the kids right it's like you know may you grow taller may you improve yourself every year mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the blessing that comes with that food yeah, because that it's named something that sounds decade. like it <laughs> but yeah like uh it's i think uh there's a there's, yeah most of the food is like that and all it's always like cut co- the color re- is representative of like fortune and good luck and and a bunch of stuff like that um mm. i i'm probably just gonna get duck i think this year actually nice. do, am I? Nice. I think i'm working technically but i'm gonna well i'm working on the day that it starts but what day is it I think it's on the 12th. Okay. Is the 12th the new year or is the 12th like when all the festivities begin? Because festivities begin on the last day of the year. 
Yeah. But I still think, like, technically it's the 12th. Okay. But yeah, uh, Lunar New Year for Chinese people is you do some things to cap off the old year, and then you do things to start the new year, and then you celebrate the first three days of the new year. And then there are some, uh, some cultures that celebrate for the whole first week straight. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something special that happens on, like, the first 15th of the year. And I think there's yeah. something that we do on the 7th of the year as well. There's a so whole it's bunch like, of stuff. I'm not traditional enough to know all of it. There's there's a lot of different ways that you know families celebrate. I have it lost though, so it totally the, I have lost the old ways. No, I just not eat. the old ways. I just just eat. eat food and enjoy it. Yeah, and if there's youngins, I'm even though I'm not married. Technically, I don't have to. I don't mind giving out red pockets. Oh, that's nice. Whatever. I don't know. I need to like find red pockets. You you need to give red pockets. Apparently. Uh, I need to find, like, you know, nice red pockets. Just go to Chinatown. Uh, you know, there is a TNT nearby. I could just go to a TNT. You could also do that. But you could also just go to Chinatown. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you going to do anything for Valentine's Day, Angela? Uh, I have no idea. I probably should. Are you going to do anything, Nancy? I mean, I haven't. I have nobody, so... We're not we're not I'm really Valentine's people. Like we don't we don't like to celebrate because someone said it's Valentine's Day. We like to do things because we feel like it. So Disgusting. like a week ago Sean went I and bought me chocolate just because. No. I think yes. the only way to show love is to do it in the most marketable, uh, capitalistic way possible. So <clears throat> Buy me things. He had no. better. <laughs> No. What what else is a man good for? <laughs> if not to buy me chocolates and treats. Yeah. And trinkets. Um, I think most people be. are probably just going to order in, not go crazy, even though like I think restaurants are opening up pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really that worth it. And honestly, spending time at home with food is usually nicer than having to go out for food, really. True facts. The only times yeah. I really want to go out for food is like if the food is specifically better at the restaurant, like so much better that I need to go out for it when it's not a pandemic, then I'll consider it. <laughs> Still going to wait for that first inaugural hot pot that we have as a group when this is all over. Yes, please. I need hot pot. It winter. <laughs> I don't have a hot pot stove. I could just make a. I could just make hot pot anyways. But you could literally just eat hot spaces. pot over the stove if Here, you were just gonna have it by had, yourself. We've had this discussion on the podcast. We have. One of the biggest problems is, is that I want the big foods, many food, the big meats. I just, I I need all you can eat to satisfy me because I don't want to spend like fifty dollars otherwise on on like my own single serving. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's gonna be but if i go to all you can eat i can pay 25 dollars for all the food i can consume and more man so buffets food. must be really hurting from the pandemic i don't know how buffets are coming back i i feel like buffet as a uh restaurant style is effectively dead i think what it's gonna be like they're they're gonna be around but i think it's gonna be like um you're going to walk up with your plate or whatever and like it's going to 
it's going to be behind like a glass thing and essentially you tell them hey scoop more, more of this scoop more of this scoop more of this but i don't want that you know no, why because they're gonna judge me <laughs> yeah no one's gonna before, judge you it's a buffet before yeah but i feel when you that go way. up Whether they for judge like the eighth time just to fill your plate with mashed potatoes again the like what that's exactly it you've been like, here eight times buffet. before for seven other mashed other people want I'm mashed gonna, potatoes I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you can't I'm just gonna have put all out the there. mashed potatoes yeah i'm gonna put it out there now that i'm gonna be judged by listeners and, and friends and folk alike that <laughs> i will take like 20 dumplings <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I'm judging you right now. Yeah, a little bit. It's yeah. sort of Just like a, a for the table thing too, because we all typically like dumplings. No, but I'm at the same time. Super hard right I'm now. taking a shitload of dumplings, and I'm not really that sorry because I can do it and sneak away. But now <laughs> some goddamn paid person <laughs> is going to have to do that for me, and they'll be like, "You absolute scumbag." I'm ringing up more dumplings now from the kitchen because of you. And look, look at these people behind you, the two or three that also probably wanted at least one dumpling, and you have taken 15. You know what, though, Jay? If it, if it ends up being like that, I have to go with you because then, then you look like the asshole and me just having a large overfilled plate looks relatively normal. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, but you're tall. It's expected for tall people to have overfilled plates. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're not going to get terribly judged for that one. What I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to stand beside you in the buffet line, and all the food I'm getting, I'm going to attribute to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah can I get more mind. of the pork? Yeah, he want, Yeah, he wants like extra pork so yeah it's for my oh, friend oh uh, yeah we're here yeah he didn't have enough room on his plate he asked me to grab a second one can we get some more of those uh mashed potatoes and uh some of that broccoli and like 15 more dumplings yeah. yeah we're gonna like need a third plate more. actually well yeah. can you just get a bad i can't here? go to uh i can't go to buffet with jay ever again ever ever no. i've been also craving like korean barbecue Oh, all mm, you can eat Korean barbecue. Yeah, bro. I'm just craving in general. Oh. I haven't eaten yet. I need to eat. And on that <laughs> note, I want to end the podcast so I can go eat. <laughs> so just like your plate, the podcast is full. I think so. Well, night, everybody. Bye-bye. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, goodbye. <laughs>